the last few weeks, Jerry and I were on pilgrimage to the Holy Land. And in one of the homilies to the pilgrims at the Holy Land, I told them, probably reflecting from my own experience, once you are here, the Gospels will come alive when you hear them pronounced in church or you read them on your own. None of us will be able to read the Gospel again and not associate it geographically with the Holy Land, the places Jesus walked. The mud, the sand, the dust, and I focus on those because that's what's used today in the Holy Scriptures. The Pool of Siloam has been in existence for several thousand years. It's a natural spring that the Israelites were able to channel into a pool. And a few years ago, further archaeology on that pool revealed steps going down into the pool. Right now it's dry. And it provided the ability for people to go in. And the belief was, once you get in the pool, an angel stirs up the waters and you are healed. So when the blind man is laying there at the pool, Jesus knows the tradition. Basically, he's moved to pity for this blind man. And we hear that Jesus just goes up to the blind man. And he heals him. Heals him in a way that's kind of gross, to tell you the truth. He spits in the mud, and the, the dirt of the Jerusalem is sandy. With a little water, like spittle, it can easily turn into mud. I think that might be the phrase where uh, the origin of the phrase, his mud in your eye, comes from. Because when Jesus made spittle and mud, he smeared it on the blind man's eyes, and the blind man was healed. He could see. And you saw, you heard the, the words. The blind man was accused of being a follower of Jesus, and he wasn't. His parents are brought in. The Pharisees are arguing. How do you do this? What's going on here? He must be a sinner. And the blind man, in his innocence, said, can he do good works like this if he's a sinner? Can he be from the devil if he's healing us in God's name? So then the dialogue begins, the diatribe begins, the arguing back and forth. And if we were there, I don't know what side we would have taken. The blind man who now sees, Jesus who sort of backs out of the crowd, spotlight, or those who criticized. He couldn't have done that. Let's look at that last group first. He couldn't have done that. We visited the tomb. We visited the birthplace of Jesus. We visited Golgotha. I can name all the sites. I'm not going to. All the sites that you know of in the scriptures. And he rose from the dead. How many people still wonder, did he really do that? Could he do another miracle like that so I would believe in him? C can he make more people walk on the water or more wine out of water jugs. Can he do that again? So I would put my faith in him. But 
blind man had faith in God, in Jesus Christ. The Pharisees were not. Jesus sort of summarized his attitude toward the Pharisees at the end when he says, if you say you have sight, you're lying because you remain blind. If you say you're blind and you're healed, then you have faith and you're living that faith. So the option before us today in the Holy Scriptures as we come to the middle day of Lent, the fourth Sunday, that's therefore the green, the, no green, no purple, but pink vestments today. Jesus is looking at us, asking us, do you believe? Do you believe in what I did 2,000 years ago? Do you believe what I do today? Do you believe I rose from the dead? Do you believe I'm alive? Do you believe I'm with you in church or at home or on the streets? Looking at our churches today, not necessarily this date, but today, generically, there are a lot more people outside the church than in the church practicing their faith. So there's a lot more people who are with the Pharisees that Jesus says, you know, you say you're without sin, but your sin remains. Because you don't believe, Jesus gives them and us all the things we need to believe. The ultimate was the resurrection. But he raised the dead, gave sight to the blind, the cripples could dance. He did all that. And yet there were still some who did not believe that he was an instrument of God and eventually believed that he is God. So in Jesus' own words, if you were blind, you would have no sin, but now you're saying we see, but your sin remains. So our invitation today is to walk up the street following the blind man to live our lives following the blind man. At the beginning of every Mass, we reconcile ourselves to God through the penance rite, and we say, Lord, have mercy. Now, that's not just a bunch of pretty words. It's actually us coming before God and saying, whatever I did from now until the last time I was here, have mercy on me, forgive me. And outside of mortal sin, everyone is forgiven. With mortal sin, the confession, is necessary. So our choice is to live in darkness like the blind man was or accept the fact that we have lived in darkness for any little thing we've done or any great thing that we've done. That we have lived in darkness when we're greedy. That we have lived in darkness when we're prejudiced. That we have lived in darkness when we steal. That we have lived in, lived in darkness when we don't forgive, especially in our own family. Although we come to church, hear Jesus' words. You say you have no sin, and you come to church, you don't need to be forgiven, you're living in darkness, for sin remains. So it's a, the whole season of Lent is a se season for us to go inward day by day and realize that we are in darkness so often. But we have light on our side the light who calls us 
to further illumination. We have Jesus on our side. And if we need to know who Jesus is, open the scriptures. Listen to the homilies. Hear the words and the prayers of Mass. Who is he? Light of light, God of gods. We say it in the creed every time we pray. Who is he? The Son of God. The light of the world. Maybe that's not clear enough for us. Maybe light is not appreciated as much. Tomorrow, as a community, we commemorate the first full day of spring. About 6 o'clock, it's still light out. We go back to last night, when it was still light at 6, and we realized maybe a month ago at 6 it was pitch black outside. We can see the difference between light and darkness. But we're not here to teach a lesson on astrology or astronomy. We're here to reflect on the light of the world, that light that never goes out, doesn't matter what season it is, Jesus Christ. We're here to reflect on his power and his teachings. It was common to believe that when a man was born with any handicap, any disability, it was a curse on him and his family. Jesus dispelled that. Jesus dispelled it. You have an illness, you have a disease, you have uh, something wrong with you, physically, mentally, it doesn't matter. It's not your parents' sin and it's not your sin, it's nature. And he gives us, those of us who say we're not ill, say we're not diseased, the opportunity to serve those who are ill, those who are blind, those who are handicapped. With love, and we have the whole gospel to show this, and caring, and concern, and authenticity. All that comes from his healing the blind man? Yes, because the blind man becomes our role model. I'd say so far as to invite all of us to follow the blind man with mud in his eye. Follow the blind man because once he had confrontation with Jesus, he was open. His eyes were open. His heart was open. His faith was open. If we follow the leaders of any community, not political, not religious, only any community, and they're not living in the light because of their words, their behaviors, their attitudes, we can't follow them. We'll be following sin. It's easy to look at the world around us and say, that's sin, that's not sin, that's sin, I'll follow this, not that. And that choice is us, with us every day. To follow Jesus, who is the light of the world, who is not sin, who gives us the ability to follow the blind man into the light, into understanding him. Who is he? Blind man says, I don't, I don't know. I didn't even see him. I was blind. I don't know who he is. Then Jesus provides for him an answer. Believe in the Son of Man? Show me who he is, and I will. Now to all of us here, do you believe in the Son of Man, Jesus Christ? The response for the blind man was, 
I do believe. Show me who he is. And we can all say, I do believe. Show me who he is. And the answer is right here. Jesus Christ. In his word and in the Eucharist. And we receive his word and we receive the Eucharist. We're challenged to leave, following the blind man, with faith in ourselves, in God, and in one another.